is your Classic Metal Show right here on the ClassicMetalShow.com. That was the band Sirathon Gal with a song from King of the Dead. That one was called Master of the Pit, probably my favorite from the band in their history. Long history, a lot of hiatus time for the band, but they are back, and they've added this guy to the mix to make it even better. Friend of the show, he's, of course, the main man of Night Demon, as well as now the bassist of uh, Sirithon Gaul. It is the mighty Jarvis Leatherby. Jarvis, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me back on. Dude, it is always great to hear from you, man. And you're obviously, as we were saying right before we got started, you're a busy cat, not only with the the pending Night Demon release that's allegedly right around the corner, but, you know, you, you strike back first with uh, one of these legendary underground bands, man, a, a band that, well, I'll just tell you a quick story and, and it'll lead to you telling me a quick story. How's that? I, I remember when I was a, a kid, I was probably 12 or 13 years old in 1984. And I was more of a hair metal kid than a metal kid. And I remember finding a copy of Metal Massacre in a little record store called Spinmore Records. And I bought it only because it had the rat song, Tell the World, on it. And I didn't know any okay. of these. I didn't know any of these other bands that were on it at all. You know, maybe Metallica, but it was spelled different, so I didn't even think it was the same band. But I just didn't know any of these bands. So what ended up happening is, as I went along, I heard all these cool bands on it: Steeler and Malice, and you know, yeah. and what have you. And there's all these cool bands on it, and it really started leaning me more and more into a heavier direction of music. And the one band that I heard was this band, Sirith Ungal, which I, you know, A, I didn't even know how to say the name. I probably still don't. But um, I didn't know anything about them. I figured they were from, you know, a land far away. And, <laughs> you know, so I bought the only record that I could ever find from them, which was King of the Dead. And... Oh, that's fun. And, yeah. and literally, if if you wanted to wrap the band's history up until now into one album, that's it. Because I think that's that's like most of their songs that their fans even love are on that yeah. record. You know, it's so, a greatest. It's like a greatest hits out. Like you, like that album. If we played, if the band played all the songs like in a in a in one live show, if they played that whole album, it would be fine. Sure. So, yeah. so that's, that's, that's where I discovered this band. And then they weren't a lot around for that, for that long before they, you know, went away. And then, you know, I, I just kind of moved forward with loving every other band in the world, but yeah, life, goes off. life after uncle. <laughs> exactly. But, but I, I guess for you, man, cause I know you're younger than I am, you know, how, yeah. how does, how does a younger guy like yourself become a fan of a band that was pretty underground like this band. Yeah. You know, how did you well, discover well, them? Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't, I never really liked them. Okay. To be honest, I thought they sucked, you know, <laughs> uh, like we're from the same town, okay. Ventura, California. They were the only, they were the only other heavy metal band ever from here, you know, like that did anything at least, you know, um, we're really known for like our history of hardcore punk and skate punk and eighties hardcore and stuff like that, you know, so they were the only metal band around. So I would just hear about them all the time. And like, you know, 
they've never had any fans out here. You could find their first album in the dollar bin at every record store and every thrift store, you know? Right. So at the time, you know, at the time, you know, when I, when like the black album came out, I was really getting into heavy metal and I was probably 11 or 12 years old. And I wanted my metal to sound like that. When I listened to Frost and Fire, the first Sarah Thungle album, because it had the LP, you know, I thought it sucked. I was like, these vocals are terrible. The production sucks. Like, no wonder they're from my crappy one horse town, you know? Right. You know, it just made, it made all the sense to me. But, the, you know, through the years, I got to know them and we became friends and we became close. And, you know, I started to get into more of the history of the band. And as I got older and my taste changed and, and my palate widened, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I would understand why records sounded bad. You know, after I had been in 36 bands myself, right? right? Sure. I started to have much more of an appreciation for it, you know, and now, now I understand it, but like, it's kind of like King Diamond. When I was a kid, I never got into it. Like, like I, I just couldn't get past the vocals, you mm-hmm. know? And, and now that I listen to it, I have a different appreciation. I understand it a lot more, you know? Sure. So it's like, sometimes things just take things really have to grow on you that are different sometimes when they're extremely different from what you're used to. So when you're young, you're not willing to give things a chance. When you're young, you trust your intuition a lot more, you know, it's like, no, this sounds like crap on first listen. I'm not going to waste my time with this, you know? And that, and and that's, that's honestly a good way to live, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like now when we, the older we get, you know, the more influence we get by tastemakers and, and, other people who surround us, we try and force things on ourselves when it's just like, no, you know, I was listening to some stuff the other night. I won't say which band, but I was like, why do I love this band so much? I really don't. I don't. I never have. They're one of, they're known as one of the greats, but it just doesn't resonate with me. It's not good as good as this, you know? So anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here, but it's all good, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, it might as well be you and I talking at a bar because I swear to God, I I live exactly the same way. With I have I have a hundred bands that I listen to now that if you would have handed me when I was a teenager, I'd have been like, Ugh, no, you know, I I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> you know? Right? It, it, I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the wonder of metal. That's why I think it might really truly be timeless because you don't have to like it necessarily when it's out to appreciate it eventually. I, exactly. I think it's the whole marriage of metal. Metal, I, I kind of just like figured it out. Like, right. I don't know why. Or I tried to def- I've, I've tried to always come up with a definition, right. you know? And I think like metal is like, where the artwork meets the music, you know, it's like, it's like half and half. It's half imagery and half of the, the, the actual music itself, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like you, you buy a Molly Hatchet album when you don't know what it sounds like. And you're like, Oh yeah, you see the Frank Frazetta art. And then it's like Southern rock. And you're like, what? You know? right. Like it's just the whole, you know, it's the whole thing ab- ab- about it. So yeah, it's a definitely, it's good to be, it's good to be a metalhead and be, and be so involved in it. You know, sure. it's a good, it's a good it's a kick-ass lifestyle, man. No you know? kidding. Well, dude, and I'll actually add one other third to it. We'll, ch- we'll cut it into thirds because I okay. think I think the other third is the camaraderie of the people that listen to it. Because unlike everything else, I mean, think I mean you you're obviously on social media and stuff. You know, you know if it. If you want to be a talk politics, you just got to be ready to fight. If you want to talk religion, you got to be ready to fight. You want to talk about anything at all, you got to be ready to fight. 
But if I tell you that Iron Maiden is the worst band that ever played, we might argue that point for six or seven days going back and forth, note for note, song for song. But as a collective element, we're all in that same boat and we'll never hate each other. You know, there's a, there's such a camaraderie amongst metal fans that I don't think exists in any other style of music. It really doesn't. And it's funny, like, because, you know, with me being so involved on the business end of things and just kind of monitoring how the industry changes day to day, it's like, I see a lot of, there's not a lot of parallels between how the metal industry runs and how the, the major the major record companies run there's they're, they're completely different from each other now, you know, right? Like there's uh, I mean, the physical medium is basically dead in the mainstream. I mean, it's dead, right? There's no big box record stores. You can't get a car anymore that has a CD player or a cassette player. You know, it just doesn't exist, you right. know? So, um, you know, it's just different, but for metal, you know, physicals are still King and they still sell well. And, you know, I think every format is cool. You know, that's what we always try and do. Cassettes, vinyl, CD, digital, however you want to listen to it, you know? That's the cool thing. You can listen to it however you want, you know? But a mainstream mainstream music is not supported on that level at right. all, you know? Yeah. Like, it's funny. You see these, like, YouTube videos, like, they give kids cassettes and stuff, and they're like, what? Or CDs. <laughs> and they're like, they have no idea what it is. Right. You know? So, like... There you go. You know, it's just another, the world, the world evolves, but some, some traditions stay. So it's good to have a marriage of all those things, you know? Sure. It definitely is, yeah. man. Now I, I know for you, you, you've obviously gotten involved with, um, with, uh, Sirathan Gal as, as not only the basis, but you're, you know, from what I understand, you're, you're either, what are you managing the band or you're, you're. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have since, since they reunited. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. That's that's a, I you know you obviously have a pro, have a project Night Demon that is clearly on the rise and you know I'm not saying that to blow your own horn I know you know that as well it's it's one of the very few new bands that's getting some traction you know out there and, and that's a great thing at the same time you take on a project managing a band that while they have a lot of underground um history never really had a lot of you know cash success so to speak it's an interesting challenge for you to take on especially at a time when your own band is clearly on the rise yeah yeah you you're not the first person to tell me that (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't know it's just one of those things i've always i've been in situations in my life where it just preparation john wooden said that that was always one of my favorite quotes john the great basketball coach john wooden he says he says luck is where um preparation meets opportunities you know Mm -hmm. and i've just had some moments in my life where these opportunities have popped up and i felt like i was ready for that you know i was ready for that challenge and to bring that on it and to you know dedicate myself to it in a way that's going to make it great so you know i'm really proud of that i mean there was just a there was a lot of things surrounding it you know there was a lot of there was decades of people trying to get this band back together you know and people telling me that i'm never going to be able to do it and that was another motivating factor to be the the ones to say i did it you know right so uh but you know these guys are like family like the night they don't (laughs) 
Night Demon plays most every gig with them. If we don't play, we're still there, you know? Like, we we just roll like that. Like, the two bands are just forever connected, you know? We we have, uh, we own a building together. We have, like, a uh, complex headquarters, you know, all this stuff. It's like, it's, we're just tied together, you know, right. and that's just it. And that's, we represent Ventura County heavy metal. So, um, it's a great thing. I mean, you know, there's other bands that I'm involved with as well on the management end, but you know, like my company's grown. So I've, I've been able to, you know, as things pick, as things progress, you know, in your life and business, you know, you're able to hire more people, you know, and right. like I have an assistant now. So it's like, things are, things are really cool, you know? Sure. Things are cool. It, it's a, it's it's cool to be. I mean, you know, you're a writer. Mm-hmm. It's cool to be creative and just throw stuff out there. And before you know it, things start getting traction. And then, like, you lift up your head and you're like, "Wow, I've written all these books." Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, but you but you got to start. You got to start with one, right? <laughs> you yeah. Dude, you you are singing my song, man. I I swear. Now I I've written. I just put out number six in November. And before it could even, before I could even get over the headache of finishing number six, I had people that were like, well, when are you going to write this book? And when are you doing that? And, and you talked about this on the radio, when are you going to do that? So yeah, I get it, man. It, it, it's, it never ends and you never, as much as you feel you're accomplishing, it seems like you never feed the, you know, the beast that wants more. Yeah, you can't though. You can't, that's not, cause once you've done that, then where do you go? You know, yep. I mean, you got to. Like, you know, you got to, you got to decide to be happy on the journey. You, you, you got to just decide. It's like a decision. You know, you just got to decide it now. Right. And just be like, I'm never going to get it all done. You just realize that. And you're never going to perfect it either. So like you just keep doing it and get better each time. Mm-hmm. And you, you gotta, you gotta cut yourself some slack sometimes. You know? right. <laughs> it's like, like there's only, you know, you could still do great things just because, just because not all of the things you do are great. Right. Doesn't mean that you're not going to, you know, you're not, it's like, look at baseball. Like the guy, the guy who has the best batting average in history and has never been beat for freaking decades. He only hit 40%. Right. Exactly. Like, (laughs) and he's like a God and he's got a frozen head and all this stuff now. (laughs) And he's, he only, he hit the ball 40% of the time. Right. You know, it's like, Man, I think about that sometimes, and I think, man, I gotta cut myself some slack here. You know, <laughs> like I'm trying my hardest here. Sure. You know, so like, like, but you know, you know how it is when when creativity meets commerce. Mm-hmm. If there's always there's always some 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 tug of war there where oh, you're yeah. just like, the it's you're just guaranteed for there's there's gonna be frustration in your life. You know? Right. Exactly. But, but in the end, in the end, we hope it's all rewarding, right? Right. Well, I think I, the best way I can put it is, I think we all have a million fans until we want them to give us one dollar, and then we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, man. But you know what? Like, I'm all about, uh, you know, people, people, the the bands that are out there actually doing it and still giving it a shot, and like, just it's it's awesome, man. It can it can really it can happen. I'm living proof, man. It can happen. You can go out there and do it. You just got to really hustle. Right. Sure. (laughs) And that has to, that has to sustain even during the apocalypse. I'm still working, you know, right. This is when the most, this is when the the real focus happens. Like, you know, the world has made everybody take a vacation. They made them take a vacation Mm -hmm. and you can't go to spring break and get drunk and get stupid around a bunch of people. 
you got to go dig, take this time to dig deep inside and find out who you really are. Cause when you come out of this thing, you know, if you don't have a job, you got, you should have an idea of who right. you are as a person and what you want to do and where you want your life, what direction you want your life to go in. Sure. Cause this, this thing is this pandemic or panic, or whatever you want to call it will right. end, yeah. you know, <laughs> but the world is forever going to be changed. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, during so this, we got a thing. Well, and during this time right now, you know, I, I've been I've been doing a zillion interviews this week because, of course, everybody's off. You know, everybody's off right. the road, so they're out promoting their their music. And I keep saying to everybody, and I'll say it to you as well: this might be the best time for bands, either new bands to get discovered or bands like uh, Sirithangal who've been away for a really long time to come back just because right. there's so yeah. many people sitting at home looking for right. something fresh to listen yeah. to, you know? And well, I will. Yeah. Well, I will say this then night, night demon is, is putting out a single tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Called empires fall. So we have, and we, and this, we have a vinyl single for that. That's also available. There's no pre-order or anything like that. It's already done. It's already pressed. It's Good. available. It's going to be available. So we just decided that this year we're going to release a bunch of music and, uh, you know, we're going to just drop it on the fans. We're not going to create all this hype and it's perfect timing because mm -hmm. of what's happening now. So we're, we are, we are trying to, um, what's the word cooperate with the instant gratification of the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but yeah, so I'll say that. Yeah. I could, I mean, you know, I could say that right now. Yeah. Sure. So we have a single coming out tomorrow. Empire's fall. So it's, for me, it's a good time. You know, I mean, I'm putting out the first night demon music in three years right. and the first Sirithungal music in 30 years within the same month. So, so even though we've had 90 shows canceled, we're Oof. still doing a lot of stuff here, you know? Right. So how's that going to work for both bands? Is, you know, cause obviously when, when, when we all get the all clear everybody's going to be looking for the same 150 clubs around the world to play in. Is that going to be crazy hard to get gigs and to play? No, shows not or? at all. Okay. Not at all. Um, what, you know, one thing about us is we, you know, I plan everything 12 months ahead. Okay. So usually, well, I like to plan 12. Usually it works out to about nine, maybe 10. Um, so what's happening right now is, is so eight things are being canceled up now through June. That's kind of where we're at with it, right? Right. This may go into August. I don't know. I hope not. But so right now we've got stuff rescheduled for late August into September. We've already had tours on the books for October and November and festivals that we haven't announced yet. So we're actually pretty safe. So whenever this thing gets turned back on, we're going to have something booked. So we're, we're already booking into 2021. Okay. So... Yeah, like and our U.S. tour that just got canceled, we rescheduled it for April 2021. It's already book, fully booked again. Nice. We moved that one back a whole year, but you know, uh, we we yeah, so we've got a lot of plans on a lot of stuff that we have not announced yet. So sure. That's the way to do it, and that's the way I've always done it. And you know what? I've had people criticize me before, saying, you know, I mean, close business associates kind of criticize me a bit right. and say. Hey, you know, you plan so all this stuff so far ahead that, you know, sometimes the band gets up, the bands get opportunities that come up that we can't do that are, you know, these opportunities are better than what we've already committed to. The problem with that is that 
if you wait for stuff to happen, it never does. And then you're stuck doing nothing and you have no plans. Then something like this happens and you're not playing a show for a year and a half, right. you know, cause you're not gonna be able to get anything. So, um, you know, I've always subscribed to that philosophy. You know, you gotta have your own plan and you just follow your own vision with it. If somebody wants to get involved and you're available or they want to take you on tour or some bigger band or whatever, and you're available, you do it. But other than that, you got to honor your commitments. Cause the worst thing is seeing a band drop off of a tour because they got a better opportunity and everybody knows it, you know, and they're not really honoring the fans that got them there. Like they were totally happy with them doing their own tour, you know? Right. <laughs> so that's, that's the, that's the philosophy that I buy into. No question. Now with, with this, this coronavirus thing, whether it's, whether it's panic or pandemic or whatever, I personally think a it's, little bit of both. I, that's what I think too, is I don't think it's quite as scary. I don't think we should all be pretending no, that turn we're the news off. Turn the news yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. But so does it change? Does it change at all how you and you're very, very personable, you know, at shows and whatnot? Does this change how right. you do business at all or, or no? Or I don't think so, man. I don't think so. It's 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 tough to say. I mean, look, at I'm still out there in public every day. I'm right. I'm I go for a regular run and I go for long walks and people have generally been pretty respectful, man, and pretty nice and pretty understanding. There hasn't been any weirdness out there. And it's the, the, the air is clear. It's great. Like, like I, in LA, I can't see any smog. I'm like, wow, this is cool. You know, right. like we're just kind of cleaning ourselves out here, resetting, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I don't, I don't think, you know, who knows? Like people are just going to be weirdos forever after this. Like, oh, I'm not going to shake anybody's hand, or you know, I mean, yeah, I, I can't worry about that. I really don't want to live in a society like that. But I'll, you know what? I'll have no problem being the guy that people tell to back up. You know, like right. I don't care. That's fine. I carry a knife on me everywhere I go, so you can say whatever you want to me. <laughs> right? Somehow, I can't. Yeah. I cannot envision you being the guy that runs off the stage and into hiding somewhere in some dressing room. That doesn't seem no, like that would suit not, you. Listen, I'm only Mike. I'm I'm only Michael Shanker on stage. Nah, okay. <laughs> Exactly. Well, dude, uh, plenty of stuff coming from you. You know, there, there's obviously Night Demon music, and there's certainly this new album, uh, Forever Black. It is uh, Surathangal. And um, Jarvis, why don't you pick a tune from this? I want to try and keep you on schedule because I know you've got plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go. I actually gotta run. Yeah, that's cool. What, but uh, give me a want, song. You want a tune from from the new Uncle album? Yeah, give me a tune and give me a quick story about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Play the tune "The Fire Divine." Okay. This song, this song is a song that Greg Lindstrom came in. Greg Lindstrom was the original guitar player, right. started the band in '72, and left after Frost and Fire. But he brought this song in. It's pretty cool. Um, it kind of reminds me of a little like, well, like BOC kind of sounding parts. It's very weird. It's very Sarah Thungle weird, but it's not. It's like one of the less doomy tracks, and it's kind of a little like more poppy. I don't know. There's something about it that's that's really different that I like about it. All right. Well, let's check it out right now. It's Sarah Thungle, and it is the Classic Metal Show. 